This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. To a very special edition of the Doctor Who podcast. It's a special edition, so this won't be replaced in your monthly episode. Don't worry about that. You'll still receive your December edition of the DWP as planned later in the month. Brent and I are both big Finnish listeners and really big Third Doctor fans. So when a short trip came our way, or came to our attention, shall we say, actually came out a couple of years ago that we listened to and both really engaged with, we wanted to record a special review talking about this story. It's called Landbound. It's written by a chap called Salim Ulug. As soon as I listened to this story, I just wanted to get on the mic and start talking about it. And Brent and I did this some time ago, and we've not been able to find a spot for it on a regular monthly edition of the DWP. So we thought, well, why wait any longer? Let's just release a bonus episode for you. So here is Brent and I speaking a little while ago now, as it was, about Landbound. The sea was grey in the late afternoon, the sky overcast and a cool breeze blew into the Whitby coast from the North Sea. Ronald Henderson didn't mind the cool air, bringing with it the smells of the sea, the sounds of the waves and the gulls. He relished it. Closing his eyes, he could almost feel the deck of a ship beneath his feet and hear the splash of waves against the hull. An odd noise caused him to turn, and he saw a flash of yellow bolting down the lane, coming to an abrupt stop just before the waterfront. It was a car, some kind of roadster. The driver appeared agitated and slapped the steering wheel. There, thought Henderson, as he adjusted his sailor's hat and buttoned his wool jacket, is another lost tourist. Next up, we are going to be talking about a story called Landbound by Selim Ulug. It was winner of the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips Opportunity a few years ago. James, what did you think about the story? I suppose it's not too much of a spoiler to say I really, really liked this <laughs> very, very much. <laughs> this is part of the short trips range, so it's a 40-minute or thereabouts short story read by Nicholas Briggs in this instance, and he does all the voices, does all the narration with a little bit of sound effects in the background. But uh, mm-hmm. this one is a third doctor story which is an era both you and i are very very fond of is it my friend that's right that's Mm. right and i have to say i i absolutely loved it which is one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this on the show yeah normally i'm not a huge fan of the narrative storybook type of big finish audio Mm. I, i like the full cast ones but i will listen from time to time and you suggested this one and so i assumed it would be good and it was (laughs) Uh, Like you, I listened to it twice, and uh, I really enjoyed it for the most part. I, too, 
favour forecast stories over stories that are read to me. And I'm not, not a big fan of audiobooks in general. And therefore, when I make a brief foray into this range, I, I've been met with mixed results. I mentioned that when I reviewed one of these stories uh, with, uh, with Phil a little while ago. But again, um, I, I think perhaps I'm, I'm just being lucky. Um, there seems to be a little bit of a purple patch and it's perhaps no surprise given that uh, Battle Scars, which was the story we spoke about last time, was written by the same author as Landbound, Salim Ulag. Um, I guess the good thing about the range is that it's two pound ninety nine, or t- I, I th- how does that work out across the pond? Two two dollars ninety nine, I assume. Right, it's the same uh, right now. But actually, the the Paul Sprague Memorial short trips are yes, free. Of course, they are. So we're about yeah. to <laughs> we're about to plug a story that is free. It will cost you nothing other than forty <laughs> minutes of your your life to listen to. But go on, let's let's talk a little bit about the story. I've never seen anything like it, not unless it was on telly. How did you come to be here? Ah, well, as to that, you see, I realised I'd been rather churlish when you'd graciously offered to help, so I came to offer you an apology. Extending a hand to his rescuer, they shook. Then Henderson said, Consider your apology accepted, uh... Most people just call me the Doctor. The Doctor? Fair enough. Now listen, I own a pub just nearby. Tell me you'll come with me and be my guest. Well, I... Oh, very well, why not? Lead the way. Henderson nodded and started back towards the road. It's a third Doctor story. Its timeline isn't quite clear, but it is set, I guess, in the middle of Season 7. And I think that's where it starts, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and then a bit in 10, the beginning of 10 and the mm, end of mm. 10. And... Uh, but basically, he meets a, a former sea captain and finds out he has something in common with him. In fact, over the story, it's like they've led parallel paths in their lives. I, I think that's a um, perfect summary, really. And I, I think, actually, that's one of the reasons why I really like it. The fact that it spans the entire Third Doctor era and, right. and the way it links the parts of the Third Doctor era where the Doctor is on his own or quite introspective so as, as you say I got the impression this starts almost almost at the points of which um, the Silurians ends so mm-hmm. you know I think again I've not seen the Silurians for a very long time but I seem to recall the third doctor driving off in Bessie on his own just after the Brigadier has blown all the Silurians up but he's he's upset he's cross and of course he's left Liz Shaw behind and I think this is what happens next. And if you then consider perhaps the next time on telly we see the third Doctor melancholic or sad, i.e. on his own, it's at the end of the Green Death. And this story touches that part of his life as well. And it's just a really clever interwoven plot. Uh, and again, to do so over, you know, 38 39 minutes is is really quite impressive for me and um, it takes quite a bit 
for Doctor Who to move me emotionally. I've said that a few times before. And that's mainly because I never used to watch Doctor Who back in the day for drama. I used to watch it for sci-fi and spaceships and time travel. I never watched it to be moved. (laughs) And I I think when classic Doctor Who, usually through the medium of Big Finish, does move me, I'm a little bit surprised. And I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I had a tear in my eye because I'm a stiff... (laughs) <laughs> oh, those Brit. Um, I, I, but I was, I was definitely affected by this story. Yeah, I was too. And, and like we said, they have parallel paths in their lives, and, and the Doctor has been uh, stranded on Earth and, and stripped of his ability to, to move through time and space. And, and the captain that he meets, Ronald Henderson, mm. has also been stripped of his duty. The one part I thought was a bit... Uh, well, a bit cruel, actually, <laughs> of the Doctor is uh, he makes Ronald go back and relive like the most traumatic, torturous part of his life, and there's nothing he could do about it but sit there and watch. And yeah. I thought, oh, that, that is wrong. It was awkward to listen to, wasn't it, uh, that, yeah. that scene? Because you think he's not seriously going to go there. But um, I wouldn't have said that's particularly uncharacteristic of the Doctor. And again, I, I, I think the Doctor sometimes is so obviously alien um very very evidently in other eras so you look at the sixth doctor um and i could quite uh, quite believe the doctor would just show someone something that's really hurtful for Mm -hmm. completely positive and altruistic purposes but overlook the fact that he might be putting the other person through a rather traumatic experience it just didn't occur to him until it was too late Right, and I understand why he did it, and you're right, it wasn't out of character, but it just didn't sit right with me. <laughs> and and the, uh, the story does acknowledge that fact, too, because Ronald thinks the same thing of the Doctor at the time, and, and uh, you know, he doesn't see him for a while. Yeah. He calls him out on it, doesn't he? He said, how could, right, you, how could you do this? How could you possibly think this is a good thing? <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not, again, I don't think he's too much of a spoiler to say that he, he shows him the workings of the TARDIS at one point in the story, and almost instantaneously after it, he puts him through this traumatic, emotional, personal experience uh, and expects him to be grateful for it. <laughs> so, right, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult listening, I, I agree. But I like the way that it's all tied up at the end and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, this, this Ronald Henderson, who, who always seems to be, I, I think the story is suggesting, Ronald Henderson is the Doctor's go-to guy whenever he feels the need... Um, either the need to be alone or just finds himself alone. He sees a kindred spirit in, in, in Ronald and um, I just like the way that the story has been intricately designed to span the whole of the Third Doctor's era in, in that way. Yeah, that's the way I look at it too. And It's like when he's freed from the Time Lords, when he's able to travel again, it's almost immediately where he goes to see Ronald and tries to yeah. free him in a way. Ronald Henderson is such a well-drawn pseudo or temporary companion um, and Nicholas Briggs performs him so convincingly oh uh, he does yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, it's just you just buy it straight away and when you see these big films that you know people want to 
enjoy or expect to enjoy so I'm thinking like of the Star Wars franchise and you think well actually two two hours of The Last Jedi and I didn't empathise with a single new character um, <laughs> and you think well that's just because it's it's too new rubbish a, a talented storyteller can get you to empathise and relate to a character inside of five minutes if, exactly. uh, if they've got the skill to do it and I, I think you just look at the way the story has been written and uh, I've got n- nothing really but positive things to say about this do you, do you know what my favourite scene was it's, it's, that? <laughs> it, it's a nothing scene really um, it goes on for about I think it was six minutes because on my second listen I, I tried to time it it's when Ronald and the third doctor are sitting in a pub and uh-huh. the way the narrative just describes them working through a couple of pints of ale for Ronald and uh, <laughs> a rather nice glass of uh, red wine. I can't remember precisely what it is. But it, it reminded me of the things that I really like about the Third Doctor era on telly, like in Death to the Daleks at Alderley House, where the Doctor is sitting there eating cheese and wine. And uh, I, I don't know, it, maybe it's just 70s Doctor Who. Or it was when the Third Doctor was this, you know, almost regal character uh, that you just don't get anymore and um, right. it was just a nice little flashback really I thought yeah I enjoyed that scene too mm. and uh, as far as the production the quality was excellent as always mm. but the, the ambient noises you hear and the sound effects in the background and, and, uh, and the music as well I'm, I'm glad uh, you mentioned the music because it's, it's, it's brilliant it, I think the music underline the emotional part so well yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 but it, it sounds as though the pair of us really enjoyed this brand i have uh-huh. to say if you'd have paid i don't know 4.99 something like that for this would you have would you have been pleased you would you have got value for money do you think oh yeah absolutely it, it's uh it's very visual the way that it's told and as you said, Nicholas Briggs was so good. I just forgot it was him after a while, <laughs> and uh, and it's yeah, it's very visual. You can almost see everything that's going on. It's it's, uh, it's well worth what it would have been if it were not free. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because um, there are some stories that I have paid money for and I've uh, really not enjoyed even half as much as this, which uh, which is still on the site for, for for free. Well, like we said, this is free and available on the Big Finish website under the Paul Sprag Memorial Short Trips opportunity section and I hope you enjoy it like we did well there you go hope you enjoyed our review of Landbound we will be back later on this month with a regular December edition of the DWP that's episode 300 woo And then we'll be back in the new year. As we know now, season 12 will also be back in the new year, starting midweek this time on New Year's Day and continuing with part two, as it turns out, of an opening story on the following Sunday. We're still not 100% certain what format our reviews will take, but keep your eyes peeled on our feed for our season 12 coverage. That's about it for now. Catch up with you in just a couple of weeks when it's Christmas. Hooray! That was the Doctor Who Podcast, which you can find at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. If you have any feedback, please send it into feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care.